So, Alex, a lawyer and a financial advisor walk into a bar. Well, then what happens, Dave? The question comes up. It says, and let me ask you this one. Let's assume you don't have to work anymore for the income. What would you do with your time? Oh, well, not working for the income sounds very exciting, and that sounds like something that everybody's working towards, or at least they say they're working towards. Um, but then what would I do with my time? I reckon the answer for me would be I'd travel and I'd spend more time with my family. But now that I think about it, I'm not sure that I could do that full time. I couldn't do that nine to five every day, could I? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard. I mean, this is like it's a really interesting question when you ask people. So you can turn around and you say to them, right, so you've got no more debts. You don't need the income. Like you, you've got you've got through your investment strategies, you've got a, a, a passive income that, that satisfies all your needs. What would you do with your time? Because time is our scarcest resource. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. No one gets more. No one gets less. We just don't know how long we're going to get. So therefore, what would you do with your time? And it's a really fascinating question when you pose that to people because they do get to a certain age and go, you know what, I really love my business and I know I've probably got enough, but I kind of just do what I do because I've been doing it for so long, not because they're proactively thinking oh, I hadn't thought of that. I should go and do that. Or their spouse has said, Alex, the kids are educated. They've done this. They've done that. You promised me we would go and do some stuff. And so then all of a sudden it's like, okay, so what What would you like to do? Yeah, and I think that's it's, in a way actually it's quite a confronting question. Absolutely. Yeah, particularly for men, just to, to be uh, to stereotype for a minute. I think yes. people is often their their work is their kind of identity. Yep. And you think, well, if I didn't have my identity anymore, what what would I do? And and you might say, oh, I play golf or I travel, like I said, right? But you know, you can't travel all year, and you can't play golf. Well, all, you you know, some you, people will give it a crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends how much how much uh, income you've got, I suppose. Uh, but it, often your kind of your interests really are, are very. You can only do them now and again. And so, sure, you could do them more, but what would you actually do with the rest of the time? And, and, and do you actually want to stop working? You know, a lot of my clients, you know, work really hard and, and always sort of talk about early retirement, getting very successful so they can retire early, or at least that's the implication. And I'm not sure any of them will ever retire. And I'm not sure if they did, they'd be happy. I think they'd, yep. they'd all be downhill if they retired because work is, and I'll probably put myself in that category. I, I don't know what I'd do with myself if I didn't work all the time, you know, and, and I, I'm just trying to build up assets so I've got passive income like, like we all are, but uh, what what would I do? I don't know. And, and then, then you sort of start to take that step back and go, well, hang on, if you don't know what you would do with your extra time, then why are you trying to build up income so that you have that extra time? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that's part of um, getting financial advice, isn't it, is, is, is the first step is work out, well, what do you want your life to look like in a kind of an ideal world? Is, is yeah, that right? absolutely. So, you know, the question is always around, you know, what's the purpose of what you're doing? So, you know, and to again, get rich. Say, you know, what was that? Get rich. Get rich. Well, so, so, but, but, but no, but again, okay. So, so yes, absolutely. A question is, but that's a relative question. So for one person to them being rich is having all the time that they've got available to them. So they may be comfortable with, a house paid off and let's just say a million bucks in the bank, right? They're, 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 to them, that is being rich because then they don't have to worry about anything and they don't have to deal with stuff. But for another person, their perception of being rich or wealthy is 10 million bucks in the bank to go and do what they want to do. 
So even though these questions, and, it, and it's all, this is where it's always an interesting question, people say, well, how much do I need to retire or to stop work or at what threshold is enough income for me? And again, well, that depends upon what you would like to do. So the question is more around, I agree with you, the, your, your identity, what are you wanting to do purposely? So for some people, they love to be surrounded by people. So for them to not have to work, but they might then go into charitable work or they might want to spend time with their kids or grandkids because they didn't do this, especially a grandparent with their grandchildren. They may not have spent much time with their own children, so therefore they, they want to share those things. But it's, it, it is interesting because it's easy to default back to what has always been and you do see these people that they either have a health scare or either for themselves or someone in their family, and they do start to reassess and go, oh, if I had more time, we've all got the same time, I should go and do, so let's do it. So that's where part of our work comes in with people. You know, give yourself permission to spend. Like don't, don't just leave it all behind. Here is a wonderful opportunity. If you want to travel for three months of the year, okay, how do we set it up that you can go and do that? And I think one of the big things for the, and again, you made the point around stereotypical, it's the male who is absolutely terrified. Right. Because a lot of the time they're they're going to fill their life with. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because their sense of identity is either their business because they've gone there for so many years and people know who they are and they've got a profile through the industry and, you know, there's there's an element of it there. And whereas their spouse, if they're at home, you know, and they've grown up with their kids, and again, a lot of the females are much better at doing that stuff that's outside if, if they've been working in another business or they've been working other ways. They don't always, they don't see it. And again, this is very stereotypical, but a lot of the time it is. And look, to be honest, sometimes we have the discussion that people actually need to go and get family marriage counseling before they actually progress to right. do some more discussions <laughs> with us. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's quite frightening. Yeah, I, I, we have husband and wife clients come in all the time and, and when they, we're going through their kind of what they define as a success in a litigation or in, you know, some commercial transaction they're doing or whatever. Yep. And when it comes down to it, they have pretty different views and they're both directors and, you know, and they sort of look at each other and then they start bickering about it. You think, oh, this is not going where, <laughs> where I'd, 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 I'd hope, you know what I mean? And often it comes from a, a like, you know, again, just a stereotype. You've got one who's, who's a risk taker yep. and the other who's wanting to, you know, cover off on the risks, you know. So often the, the one spouse is more keen on getting, you know, detailed legal advice than the other one because they one sees it as a cost and the other sees it as kind of insurance against things going wrong. Or um, one of them it, wants to just bury the bastards kind of as opposed to, you know what, uh, yes. let's cut our losses yeah. and move on. No, I'm going to completely stand my ground and they just dig their heels in. Yeah. It becomes an ego thing or whatever. Yeah, 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 that's right. But they need to kind of align themselves as to what, what success looks like. Um, so I can certainly understand that, you know, yeah, and you need, you, you ultimately, we need to get one set of kind of instructions from the company, which is from the directors, you know. So, um, sometimes you get the accountant involved or someone else who might be able to kind of mediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we go back to the sort of topic for today, let's assume you don't have to work anymore for the income. What would you do yeah. with your time? It is a, it, it kind of really gets to the centre of why are we doing what we do? We're doing, yeah. And, and it's a, and it's not always an easy answer for someone to, because the usual, oh, I play more golf, I go fishing. But there's also at an age, so someone may have this capacity, 
but a lot of their friends may not be that. So it's like, great, you're, you know, 50, 55, you've got this capacity to do that, but all your mates are still working in their businesses. So then what do they do? Like, that, that don't, so, so it's, you need to find these other interests. Yeah. That are there because you like to do it. And this is where, I mean, I got advice from someone years ago. You need to find, um, you know, probably in your forties, an interest that's outside of work that will give you something to go and do after work. And that's, that's, you know, you build that's a process. So so I know at the moment I I try and spend some time during the week not working during the, the work, work hours of the week so that you can sort of begin the process of developing kind of a, uh, interests outside because often on the weekend you know you catch up with friends and you do family things and whatever and so your weekend sort of taken up but um you know whether it's an afternoon i know i've got some clients actually who to take one day off a week to play golf you know yep. but then they play golf with a bunch of people and you know they're developing relationships with those people or they go sailing or they do whatever it is that they, they like to do um but it's a process that you maybe during your 40s you take a little bit of time off maybe your 50s a bit more you know so then when you're getting towards you know retirement age if you want to call it that that you've actually got some things to fill your day and that you're, you know, you're interested and, and engaged in the life and the people around you rather than suddenly kind of falling off the cliff where you, you know, go from working every day to suddenly having every day sitting at home watching the TV driving your partner mental. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, to be honest, again, this is part of the purpose why we talk about uh, wealth activism and being a wealth activist rather than a wealth management like that's a given that the, the wealth will get managed. The, the wealth activist and wealth activism concept is around what are you going to do because you've, you're in the position where you do have the time available for you, but what? how are you going to fill that? And to just say, oh, well, I'll just kind of, you know, whatever, it right. makes it a pretty long week. Yeah. You know, if you're like, well, I I'm not really sure. thought activism might be, sounded like going to a protest or something. <laughs> Well, He's you know, for go, a lot, you go to the reserve bank and throw rocks at him or something. Well, for some people, maybe. But do, do you know what I mean? It's kind of finding that reason to do stuff. Yeah. Because it's very easy. Oh, I'll just go to lunch with a few people. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, then your health starts to decline because you're always out. To, like, you, you know, there's yeah. this real balance between what it, it might be. And every person is different. And there yeah. is no perfect answer for any of this. But it is a process, as you say, for people to go through to sit there and think about. It's like, okay, so what would I kind of like to do? And part of that also is how do you build in holidays during the year as well, which gives you that time that says, if I've got that time booked in for a break, I'll take it. Whereas if you don't book it in at the start of the year, there's always a reason to be at work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always a reason to work through lunch. You know what I mean? i got to re- Try my try my hardest not to actually get up from my desk and go and have lunch. Otherwise, it just gets later and later and later. Well, I'll just do that extra thing. I'll just do that. that you know, it's not good for your health. No, it's not good for your clients either. No, because you need some time to, to to refresh your own mind around what it is that you're doing. And if you're that busy, then you either need to employ some new more people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Maybe you're not delegating. Yeah, you're you're the bottleneck. Do you find people um, come to you and they say, oh, you know, this is what I do, I do X, Y, Z, and then, then you know, you create the kind of plan that helps them do that and then they don't like it? Does that happen? Uh, I, think, I, I don't think we have insight into what actually we want. That, and look, to be honest, this is where, again, part of the process is the various questions that get asked for people to respond to. Sometimes they don't like the answer to the question or the, yeah. the response that we give back to them, 
when they're looking for stuff, but we, we need people to make a decision. Yeah. So when they sit on the fence, it makes it really hard to kind of go, yeah, but I, I you know, I can't, it's your time, not mine. We're just yeah. trying to here to help take you through and get an understanding. And that's why I say there are some circumstances where, you know, the, 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 um, couples that we, that we tend to have come in, sometimes yeah. there is that, hmm, perhaps we need to reassess where we are. And we look, we've seen it through this COVID period over the last couple of years. Yeah. It's yeah, been yeah, that yeah. increase of people have had too much time you know, together with an individual, which has highlighted the fact to them that, you know, um, going to work or, or to go and do something was their escape. Now all of a sudden they've had to do that at home and therefore that was detrimental to their relationships. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear it both ways. Don't you? Some people are saying, you know, it's the greatest time I've had with my family. And, Correct. You know, I feel sad that I didn't have that time previously with other kids who were young before COVID or whatever it is. Um, yep. but you also hear people saying, um, you know, I, I think family lawyers, I think, are making a lot of money at the yeah. moment. <laughs> having meetings because they, they, you know, this is the final straw. And I mean, some of it's not funny, some of it's bad. You know that that, that you put two people together and it, 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 it who are, you know, the, the conflict can be can escalate, right? Yep. And especially during lockdown and all that sort of stuff. So it's a good time to be a family lawyer. Yeah, but again, I, I do think, and, and also the other thing that ties back in, which we've spoken about previously, is this issue of longevity. Yeah. So people are living a lot longer. So. So again, which, which adds to that time. Yes, it is our scarcest resource. And, you know, the sense of being, you know, wealthy is to have no restraints upon your time. Yes. But you need the income support to, to give you that capacity. So therefore, how does the pendulum swing? You know, as yes. you get older, you've got all this time on your hands, but you may not have the income stream. But we're saying to people, think. You know, look into the future where you've got the income stream to support your lifestyle. What are the things yeah. that you would like to do? And it, and again, I will say it is a very challenging yeah. question that some people go, oh, I don't want to think about that because, one, I love what I do. I say, yeah, I know. But, uh, but really, you're not going to do that till the day you die. Yeah. Oh, well, but I love it. Well, yeah, no, but then pe- people won't want to be around you the whole time because all you're doing is yeah, working. Yeah, 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 that's right. No one else will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do see amongst amongst my client group, I, I often see, I see people who are very successful and, and, and less so, but some people are very successful and uh, and there's a real disconnect between their kind of personal success and their personal life yes. and their personal goals. They're, you know, often really talented business people who are kicking goals every day in business, but it's, those goals aren't, the same goals that they have. And they even tell you, you know, my wife wants to go on a holiday to Europe and I want to take her, but, you know, I can't. Like, well, you can, <laughs> you know, and if you're kicking all these goals, that's all the more reason that you can, right? I mean, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. That's fair enough. But that you can afford it, you know, and in fact, you just, it, you know, you've got a whole, got a, you know, these guys that might have 100 staff, you've got 100 staff, uh, you know, one of those people might be able to step into your shoes or, or a few of them might be able to step into your shoes while you take this, go on this uh, European holiday you've been promising for years instead of doing that next project or, you know, you put the project on hold for a while or, or let someone else do it or whatever it is. Or next year, next year, next year. Look, that, that, that they're the conversations we have a lot. It's like, hang on, but we've had these and it just keeps getting kicked down the road. It's like at what point do we say let's just do it? And that's where it's interesting when you deal with a business I was listening to another podcast the other day where they were talking about, you know, the management of your business. The best way to do is take a two-week break and do no work and see what breaks. Then take a month and see what breaks and then take three months. Like to to build your business in a way that you actually don't need, as the owner, 
you actually don't need to be there because the yeah. business is functioning without you because yeah. you've got things in place, which is transitioning your active time operating a business to generate an income to bring it over to a point that I've actually got a lot more time on my hands than I've ever had before. So, again, it, it opens up people's minds to think around how do I change stuff around if I've got, you know, more time to choose what I would like to do. And so for some people, it's I love to get up in the morning, I like to go for an exercise. So it might be a walk or a swim or a bike ride or and then they might like to play tennis one day or two days a week, you know, or, or they may, you know, some older people like to then deal with their grandchildren. Some people yep. may then like to head up north. You know, we're both in freezing cold Melbourne, so, yep. you know, some people might like to head up north for three months. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of, again, there is no there is no perfect answer, but it's like, well, what, what do you like to do? Some people like to do stuff by themselves, you know, in the morning that might be the yoga or meditation or Pilates, but then they like to do something with their spouse, which yeah. might be, you know, they might do that quickly or, or for an hour in the morning and then they go for a walk with their spouse for an hour. Yeah, my uh, my dad's eighty, and uh, and I'm one of seven children, and and he, I thought he might be a bit, and my mum's not with us anymore, and I thought oh, he might be a bit lonely, you know, in his retirement, retired, and uh, and he you has book an appointment with him, lunch, now, don't you? <laughs> well, he pretty much has lunch or dinner with one of his children every day. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. So he's over, you know, at so and so's house, who's cooked him a roast lamb last night, and then he's out to lunch with me and St Kilda on, you know, and then he's then, and I think, well, this is. Life's not so bad, you know, and he's got he's got 15, 16 maybe grandchildren. You know, there's, he's just like he's loving life because yeah. he's, he's really connecting with all his children. But of course, during his career, you know, at times he was um, very Vacant. busy with work, and, and you know, yeah, he'd spent less time like in the, the way that often people do or did. And so, you know, life's pretty good. And that, I mean, that's a pretty good that that I mean, if you asked him what did he want to do with his time and he had enough money, uh, he'd say, I want to spend time with my family, my enormous family. Yes, yes. <laughs> And so, you know, he can by the time he's, he's you know, picked up some kids here and driven with them and spent some time in the park with those or whatever, then uh, he's got a pretty full life Yeah, um, and it's, it's looking pretty good. Well, because um, I, I would, I, I would yeah. say one, we, we always ask a question of um, what's in most important to you yeah. and 99% of the time the answer is family. Yeah. So this is where you bring it back to people and say, so if you had more time, what would you do? I, again, it does. It ties back into, which ties back into the wealth activist. If you're at an older person and you think, okay, so what are you going to do with your time? And you've got the resources, take your kids away and your grandkids, you know, it might be just a weekend away. It might be a, a, a two week holiday. It might like, who knows what that might be, but take them away and do something and give them that experience that time allows you to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I, I think people say family a lot and I'm just not sure. How much they mean it? Well, <laughs> I think there's, they always, mean there's it. always a balance, Alex. You know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you're like family. If Everything I in moderation. Family, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe after a day or so, you might want to stab a few of them. But there might be a couple yeah, that you yeah. want to spend a bit more time with. But hence, when you when you book these holidays and everyone goes away, you need activities on different days with different groups. Oh, yeah, you don't yeah. have to all move together at the same the same time. But yes, I think yeah. there would be a few families where those challenges would always be there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think sometimes we don't have insight quite into what, what we actually like to do and what makes us happy. Sometimes I think even I have a day at work and I think to myself, gee, that was a good day or that was a bad day and I, I can't really put my finger on why. 
And often I think it's to do with, for me, it's to do with being productive. If I was not productive or I felt not productive. Or it was the day that you did a podcast, you know, it was just yeah, always a solid true. day. Just chatting yeah, to that Dave just guy. Just day. <laughs> 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 I've been looking forward to this all week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and I think there's also a, a human connection side to it. You know, when we're during the COVID time, you know, you spend less time with people and so you feel you do feel more disconnected and isolated. So going into the office and, and you know, going out to lunch with people and all of that. Um, so productive and connected are probably the two things that I, I look for in my day now to, to, to try to – but it took me a long time to kind of work that out Yeah, because um, I think it, it is tricky, you know, and you think you want – you know, often I think my clients want – they think they want more money or, you know, more financial success, you know, more assets, whatever. And sure, that's, that's a, but that's a means to an end. Yes. You know? And if you're not sure what the end is because you don't know what you want to spend your time with on, then that's, that's difficult. Well, that's what they say. You know, no one sits on their deathbed wishing they'd spent more time at the office. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I think people do regret sometimes that they weren't as successful as they'd want to be or they didn't try things, you know, they didn't. You know, I mean, one of the reasons I started this business is because I wanted to, I didn't want to die wondering, you know, I wanted yeah, to have okay, a crack so. and see what happens. Um, you know, Give win, it a lash. win or lose, at least, at least you know. Give it a lash. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which comes back to sometimes when, you, when you're starting out, you got plenty of time on your hands, but you got no income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. that happened. When I started, I, I had one client. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you really got to get going. <laughs> One of the events we had, we had like a birthday party event, and I remember saying I didn't have a first birthday party, or a, when we started, I didn't have a what an inauguration party or whatever, because it just would have been me and one other guy, <laughs> <laughs> and that would not be good, you know. And now the invite's growing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, well, we better close out today. So, Alex, any sort of final comments? Oh no, look, I think I just think it's a really interesting that that it um, particularly for wealth planning and I don't think people know that that the kind of first step in 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 in, in um, going to see a financial advisor might be to say well what do you want to do with yourself you know what does a successful life look like life look like to you what would you do if you had enough um, income you know what would you like to spend your time on and some of those kind of deeper questions which you just, I would have thought you just ring up your financial advisor and say what shares should I buy you know but it's a much more involved process to try and match your life goals with your with your your business goals so that they're they're aligned, and I, I, I think that's great. So, as you said, which shares should I buy? That's about sort of eight or ten on the list. Like we've got to go through it. Like that's a long way because that's just a form to support what you want to be able to do. Yeah, yeah. If you want your one million, million ten million, they're different shares. Correct, correct. Because it comes back to a time <laughs> yeah. like this. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole different topic that we'll get into. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But, but thanks. That was very interesting. So we're going to close out the conversation today. And again, I'd like to thank Alex from Taurus Legal Management. Uh, he can be contacted via LinkedIn at Alex Martin or via the website tauruslawyers.com.au. Again, I'd like to thank myself, David Murdoch, wealth activist from Paxton Bridge. I can also be contacted via LinkedIn at David Murdoch or via our website paxtonbridge.com. We will put some show notes together, including our contact details. So thank you once again, Alex, and look forward to our next discussion. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, listeners. See ya.